I'm Wayne Epps with the Richmond Times Dispatch here with another episode of Ram Talk with the RCD. In this championship week, one of the best weeks of the season, uh, BC has a massive weekend ahead in the Atlantic Tournament, a lot of things at stake. And I'm going to kind of break down the last weekend of the regular season this past weekend and then look ahead to what's ahead in Washington, D.C. this weekend. So just to start with was this, this past Saturday, the last day of the regular season, um, there were a lot of scenarios at stake as far as seeding uh, and a big one for VCU in terms of if Dayton beat the first-place team, Davidson, on Saturday, then VCU had a shot at the number one seed. And Dayton did do that. They beat Davidson at home, um, and which which meant that if VCU beat St. Louis on the road, VCU would have tied for first place in the league and because of tiebreakers would have been the number one seed uh, in the Atlanta tournament this weekend. Um, and so the uh, Dayton-Davidson game finished uh, mid-afternoon uh, on Saturday, and the VCU game at St. Louis started late afternoon. And so that, that result was already in place, so VCU just had to win at St. Louis. But... Um, they came out, had had kind of a flat performance in the first half. Um, you know, VCU has played, you know, very strong defense all year. That's kind of been their linchpin and their foundation throughout the year. Uh, and they came out in the first half, and, and St. Louis was able to exploit um, the VCU defense in a, in a way that a lot of teams haven't this year. Uh, St. Louis shot 52.2% from the field in the first half. It went 4 of 9 from three-point range. Um, they led uh, f- uh, 41-17 in, 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 the, uh, in the first half. And uh, the 41 points was uh, the, the most points that VCU has, g- has given up uh, in a, or the second most points that VCU has given up in a half uh, so far this, this season. So uh, VCU kind of dug itself in a, in a big hole um, at halftime. Uh, the hole grew even at, even out of halftime. They were down by 21 early in the second half. Um, but then St. Louis kind of kind of got got stuck in the mud offensively, um, maybe trying to run some time off the clock. And the VCU defense was, was able to dig in, and, and it played more typical of the type of VCU defense that the group has played for the majority of this year. Uh, they were forcing turnovers. They had 10 second-half um, St. Louis turnovers that they forced, uh, including eight steals. Um, and uh, St. Louis, just, which was out of sorts offensively in the second half, uh, extended field goal droughts, extended scoring droughts, and it allowed VCU to really claw back into the game. And then finally, uh, in the very late stages, uh, VCU went on a 12-0 run um, and cut it to one with 47.1 seconds to go on a Vince Williams three, which just just considering how, how big of a hole VCU in, it was kind of unbelievable that they were even that close um, and still had a chance to win that game. Um, but then on the, uh, the, the the St. Louis possession after that Vince Williams three, Yuri Collins, um, St. Louis' standout point guard, um, scored there as, as an answer to Williams three, and, and St. Louis was able to kind of stave off VCU in those, um, those remaining seconds to, to win that game. Uh, and so that the loss for VCU snapped an eight-game win streak um, and, and settled VCU into the number three seed in the A-10 tournament as opposed to that, that top seed. So um, VCU, a, a week earlier had, at UMass, had already locked up on one of the coveted uh, top four seeds, um, which come with the double buy. Um, so, you know, one seed or three seed, um, they were going to get the double, guy, double buy regardless. But obviously, um, a share of that regular season title with Davidson and that number one seed was something they really wanted. So it was kind of a disappointment for VCU in, in that aspect. So, um now this week they're kind of working to rebound from that. Um, you know, Mike Rose spoke on, on Monday in his press conference that they want to use the loss uh, at St. Louis as kind of fuel to their fire uh, heading into the A-10 tournament. Um, and again, they have a, a lot at stake uh, in, in this A-10 tournament. They're still uh, kind of kind of teetering on the on the inspired tournament bubble right now, heading into Selection Sunday this Sunday. Um, but they def- definitely still have some work to do. Um, I think you know. The, 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 unless they win the A-10 tournament and get the automatic bid, the, the, the place they want to be in is at least in that title game on Sunday to put themselves in, in the best spot possible uh, to get into the, the field with an at-large bid if they don't win the automatic bid. Um, 
And so, you know, one of the things that Mike Rose talked about that's going to be uh, most important in D.C. Uh, this weekend, if they do get to that, that spot, is the defense, uh, which, again, has been the foundation for VCU um, throughout the year. Uh, and besides the aberration in the first half at St. Louis, has been probably the, the most consistent part of VCU's play throughout the year. And, um, you know, I was kind of curious heading into the eight ten tournament, um, you know, just where this, this defense stands as far as um, Mike Rose's defense he's had in his five years at, at VCU as head coach uh, overall. Uh, the 2018-19 team had a very strong defense. That team won 12 games in a row heading to the A-10 tournament before um, falling to Rhode Island uh, in the quarterfinal game, but still got an at-large bid to the, to the NCAA tournament. Um, that one was definitely up there, but I believe this defense may be the best defense that, that Rose has had in his tenure at VCU. And kind of uh, taking a look at some of the numbers, um, you know, it kind of kind of speaks to that. Um, this year's defense is better than the, than the 2018-19 team as far as um, defending the three as far as forcing turnovers, as far as um, points allowed per game, as far as steals per game, blocks per game, um, points off turnovers. Uh, from a statistical standpoint, uh, this year's team uh, kind of best that 18-19 team in each of those categories. Um, asking Mike Rhodes about it uh, on Monday, he mentioned that he feels like both of those defenses are very similar, but he believes that the 18-19 team was maybe a little bit better in the press, while this year's uh, defense is a little bit better in, in the half court. So obviously, the press is, is one of ECU's signature uh, traits of his defense. They press on, on every possession. Um, on, but on the flip of the coin, um, over Mike Rose's tenure, you've seen uh, his teams um, really be able to dig in on the half court, maybe better than some um, team, VCU teams historically have been able to do. And that's been a, a big part of uh, their consistent play on that end. And he said that, um, you know, for, for at this time of the year, especially, uh, kind of taking away opponents' half court execution is, is very important. So, Again, that defense is something that he says is going to have to travel this weekend to D.C. The defense helped VCU, even with the loss of St. Louis, finish 9-2 and two on the road this year. And so the defense is going to be something that they're going to have to carry along with them this weekend. They're going to have success and going to put themselves in position to uh, get that bid to the NCAA tournament. So uh, speaking of, um, you know, again, VCU is very much on the bubble. Um, you know, some bracketologists right now have them, you know, sort of slightly into the field. Some have them right outside of the, the tournament pitcher. Uh, so just just sort of a, a glance at where they are right now. Um, you know, as far as uh, Joe Lunardi at ESPN has them in, in their next four out. Um, he previously had them in a group that he kind of terms his next next four out. So they've kind of moved up, even with the St. Louis loss, to and, and they're still hanging there in that next four out. Um, if you look at uh, Andy Katz, Instabay.com um, analyst, there he has them um, in in the first four. Uh, which obviously the first four has a lot of history of VCU. The Final Four team began their run in the first four uh, 11 years ago. So um, Andy Cass has them in the first four playing in Dayton for, for a chance to go on to, to the, the full bracket. Um, elsewhere, uh, Patrick Stevens at the Washington Post, um, he, he previously had uh, VCU as a, as a number 12, uh, as a number 11 seed in, in his bracket in the field with an at-large bid. Uh, after the loss to St. Louis, he still has them in the field, but now as a number 12 seed. Uh, playing in the first four as well. Um, Sports Illustrated uh, has VCU um, into the first four as well. Um, So they're still hanging there in the Sports Illustrated's bracket, even with the loss. Um, Bleacher Report, they kind of break it down by um, first team in and first team out, and they have VCU as the the very first team out. And one of the stats cited there was um, that VCU is is two and six against um, teams in in the top 75 uh, of the the net rankings this year. Um, The wins were against Davidson and Dayton, um, the losses were also to Davidson and Dayton, but also to Baylor, to UConn, and to Chattanooga and St. Louis. Um, so um, that's that's one of the things that that uh, the Bleacher Report bracket kind of has pulling VCU down in their mind. 
Um, CBS Sports Jerry Palm has has uh, VCU as in his first four out right now. So uh, as you can see, it's, it's kind of all along the gamut right now. You know, some have them in, some have them out. Um, but you know, VCU can sweat a lot less uh, on Selection Sunday if they make it to Sunday in the A10 tournament and put themselves in that title game. I think uh, you know if they get to that title game, regardless if they win it, obviously they'll get the auto auto bid. But even if they get to the title game and lose it. I think VCU will find itself in, in pretty good shape um, for getting in that large bid and getting back to the NCAA tournament for a second straight year. So um, a lot of stake, though, and, and VCU still has a lot of work to do, of course. And um, looking ahead to Friday, VCU will play at 8.30 p.m. on Friday, the, the late game in the, in the, uh, the quarterfinals uh, tomorrow on Friday. And um, they'll play either Richmond or, or Rhode Island uh, in that game. So Richmond and Rhode Island will play at 8.30 on, on, on Thursday nights for uh, a chance to play VCU. Um, VCU swept the season, regular season series against Richmond, their two matchups there, uh, and beat Rhode Island in their lone matchup as well in the regular season. So VCU has, has won each of the matchups against their, their, their two possible opponents on, on Friday. Um, but, you know, you look at Richmond, you know, Richmond is, is a team that uh, is full of experience, full of uh, fifth-year and sixth-year seniors. So you say in a tournament setting, that's still a dangerous team, even if VCU has swept the regular season series. And then, Rhode Island, um, despite VCU's win this year in the regular season, Rhode Island is obviously, as, as VCU fans know, um, has given VCU a lot of trouble over the years. Um, Rhode Island was a team that VCU lost to in the quarterfinals, um, you know, back in, the, in in 2019 before they got that large bid. So um, Rhode Island is a program that just the way they play defense and the intensity of that defense has given VCU some trouble over the years. So that, that could be a tough matchup as well if that's what it comes down to. Um, and then you look ahead, if VCU gets past the Friday game, um, you know, it'll most likely be a matchup against Dayton. Um, and then you look ahead to if they get to the title game, it could be against St. Bonaventure or Davidson. So um, kind of breaking down VCU's four losses in the conference play, they went 14-4 and four to tie for second place in the league. And um, their four losses were to Dayton, to Davidson, uh, to St. Bonaventure, and to St. Louis. And so, um, you know, they have a chance to, to, to play, uh, each, you know, play a couple of those teams if they make, to, make it to the weekend um, in the A-10 tournament. So it's, it's, it's going to be a hard road, but – um, if VCU is able to kind of to get past that, get to Sunday, they'll put themselves in a pretty good a pretty good spot. Um, and so, you know, uh, John O'Connor, my colleague uh, who covers Richmond, is up there um, covering Richmond right right now, and but we'll, we'll stay there um, to cover the VCU Richmond game they play on Friday. I'll be heading up Friday afternoon to cover uh, the VCU game that night, and, and um, kind of we'll be sticking around throughout the weekend based on the results. So you can find all our coverage at Richmond.com/sports, and uh, it's going to be a fun weekend, and a big weekend. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. You can follow all our coverage at richmond.com slash sports. And we'll be back next week to break down uh, VCU's possible NCAA tournament game or possible postseason game regardless. Uh, looking ahead to next week. Thank you very much.